welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. I'm teaching, Flaming Hotels is teaching, and I pray that you become blessed. I want you to close your eyes and lift your right hand and speak to the Lord. Talk to Him. Say, Lord, speak to me. Oh, speak the language of the Spirit. Speak to us. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our spirit. Speak to our minds. Speak to our lives. Let your word bring a transformation. Let us be transformed by the hearing of your word. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. Thank you for what you are about to speak to us. Let every word uttered be inspired by the Spirit. Let no man live here the same. Let no man live here the same. Let no woman live here the same. Let no young man or young lady live here the same. Let no old man or old woman live here the same. I pray for my online hearers. And I pray that, Lord, you also bless them. Let me articulate your word as a skilled and anointed teacher to bring your people into your will. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. You can clap and give God praise. I'm teaching on the subject, Kingdom Rewards. Kingdom Rewards. Kingdom Rewards. How many of you know that there are rewards in the kingdom of God? Yeah. There are rewards in the kingdom of God. There are people God rewards. And there are people he doesn't reward. There are people God plans an award night for them. And there are people God does not plan award night for them. So you don't want to be in this kingdom. And when I use the kingdom of God, I'm talking about life in Christ, which involves your church life and all that God has called you to do to bring glory to his name. You don't want to be don't you don't want to be like an unbeliever. A lot of church folks live like unbelievers. An unbeliever is someone who does not believe in the name of the Lord, who does not believe that Jesus died, was buried and rose up. So they live their life according to common sense and what normal life goes. 
So normal life, go to school, get married, have children, raise a family, build a house. That is a normal life. And whether they please somebody or not, they don't care. They please themselves. They get what they want. They are successful in the eyes of men. That is all they are thinking about. That is an unbeliever. And many Christians live their lives as unbelievers. Yes, no matter, you can be successful in that light and it doesn't affect God. God wants us to be successful. But apart from that, you are not here just to build a house. We are not here just to have cars. We are not here just to have big companies. Big companies. If we, we are not here to just to accrue laurels of academics. It doesn't mean that I don't want you to go to school. I want you to go to school to have a lot of doctors in my church. Whether medical doctor, doctor of literacy, doctor of uh, psychology, doctor of engineering, doctor. I want to have a lot. In the next 10 years, eh, if you are not a doctor, I'll look at you twice. I say you wasted your life. Because at this level where e e education is all over the place, you can be home and be schooling. I want everybody to go to school. Because the more you school yourself, the more you become valuable to society. An unschooled man can be very difficult to society. But when you go to school, you become essential. Society will need your service. So going to school is good. I want, I want skilled men around. That is why you see that I'm always on people. And I, we choose people to function based on what they can do. So build yourself. Tell somebody, build yourself. Oh, tell somebody, build yourself. Get something to do and master what you do. If you are working with the corporate, make sure you are building your capacity. Make sure your skill is needed. It cannot be avoided. It cannot be pushed aside. Don't live a life like I'm a Christian, so I leave the rest for God. No. At the same time, at the same time, the car you want to buy, somebody has already. The wedding you want to do, somebody has done wedding already. The children you want to have, people are having. Unfortunately, this morning we woke up, we had the CEO of a very big bank. He, his wife, his two sons, and the chairman of the bank died in a helicopter crash. All of them. Very sad. May he so rest in peace and we sympathize with the external family. Very painful. And, and, and I don't want to mention the man, but he's a billionaire. And I believe he was working to live for his family. And they are all gone. Does it mean he failed? He has not failed. He left a name. He left an impact on humanity. God wants us to live impact in his kingdom as Christians. As Christians. We were here when flood washed away houses. These things don't last. They don't last. Money doesn't. Money does not make a happy marriage. Money does not make a happy life. It can take you to the beach after three hours you come back. It can take you to Columbus, Ohio after two weeks you come back. You can decide to go and stay in the U.S. with your money. But it doesn't guarantee happiness in life. Those things don't last. I can give you iPhone 15 Pro Max today. By, by next year, 
November, October, it has been outlasted. There is something higher. There is something in you that God placed in you for his kingdom. There is something more important in the sight of God than the many material things we are looking for. I want everybody to have his own house. So have a plan. If you are 20-something years, at most by 40 years, you should be almost completed your house or halfway or roofing your house. If you are 30-something and now listening to me, I'll give you extra time. Yeah, I'll give you extra time. By 45 years, you should live in your own house. It is good to live in your own house. It is good to drive your own car. Are you here with me? So all those things are, they are accessories to your destiny. And God wants you to have them. But God does not want you to die for them. God doesn't want us to bleed for a car. What is a car? It's an accessory. It's an accessory. It's to facilitate your life. It's, what is marriage? Marriage is not between angels. It's between human beings. And no matter how nice you see a man, you see a woman, there is your marrying problem and not happiness. Every marriage is a contract to welcome problems into your life. Hello? Those who don't know, you see the elderly people, when I'm preaching, they love me because they know what I'm saying is always true. That the young people, then they'll be laughing, they don't take me serious until they enter. Then they see the things then they can't come back and talk to me. Listen, when you are going to marry, what you are saying is, I'm signing up for problems. The only wisdom here is that assess the problem and make sure that you are ready to solve those particular. Because some problems can be bet out of foolishness and out of wickedness. Don't go into a problem that is bad from wickedness, punishment. I'm not talking about marriage. Valentine is in the corner. There are rewards in this life that God rewards people. And that is why the devil doesn't want you to be consistent with what you do and honest with what you do for the Lord. He's attacking you not as a witch. He's attacking you not as a demonic like you are seeing. No, but one of the massive attacks the devil is sending to the Christendom is that the devil is spraying discouragement. He's discouraging people from serving the Lord the way they should. And anytime there is an abortion to service, there's an abortion to rewards. An abortion to service is an abortion to rewards because it is service that provokes rewards. 
Are you following me? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. A service that provokes rewards. Every level of service will command on you a level of reward. The Bible said that, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That not there is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. And he rewards those who diligently seek him. So not just seeking him. Not just doing something for him. Not just singing in the choir. Not just showing up one week, two weeks. Not just playing anything. God is not blind. Tell somebody God is not blind. Yeah, God is not blind. He doesn't just reward anybody. And he doesn't just reward anything. As I'm preaching, there is a reward for my preaching. If I preach well, only God knows. You cannot tell me whether I preach well or not. In the level of man, you will be happy. Like, Pastor, preach well. It touched my heart. But between me and my God, I will know whether I put enough preparation in or not. And God will be the one to determine whether it was a good message and not you. That is why you can hear a sermon from me and you may not be happy. But I will be happy because I said what God wants me to say. I can also come and stand here and preach something that makes you happy. And God will mark me down. The kingdom we are in, we are following or we are in a God who is not blind. And the Bible said that without faith, it means that without faith you cannot even seek the Lord, let alone seek him diligently. Our seeking, our following of God is as a product of faith. We follow God by faith. We live for God by faith. We work for God by faith. We give to God by faith. We worship God by faith. We become Christians by faith. We do everything by faith as believers. That is our calling. Many times God will be waiting for us to come out from the realm of faithlessness and fear. Because the opposite of faith is faithlessness and fear. Where there is no faith, there is fear. There is fear to commit to church. There is fear to serve God. Hey, if I start, I will not get time. I will not do this. I will become like this. If I give this, what will happen? Wait a minute. If I make myself available, won't I be trapped? Won't I be this? That is the language of fear and faithlessness. And there are a group of people in the church that are like that. They don't commit. They are members. They are at the circle. They just do a little and they will. I don't want to get too much into church. Oh, God is sad to hear that from you. God is wondering what you think about yourself. 
He's wondering, like, who do you think you are? Like you, like me. He said, I'll preach again. God, I'm not going to preach again. I'm tired of preaching. I want to go back. I want to do other things and be happy. God will be wondering what I'm thinking. Do I think I'm the only person I can preach? And this is where the devil has put most of you, even the church workers. Most of them are cold now. Most, most are like you think that you have worked for God in advance. Who told you? Do you know what it meant for God to pay the price? to save humankind. You can never ever work enough to pay for what Jesus did for you. I'm going to read the parable to you and then I'll bring three points and then we'll close. No laying of offense. But I'm dipping your mind into something. When I heard the death of this man, I was broken. I was like, Jesus! So, oh! hoping to go on retirement and you know handing over to his children Jesus Christ of Nazareth is that how life is so this one if you are here and maybe you got tired serving the Lord or God called you to do something. And maybe it's your uncle. It's gone. I couldn't believe it. So I chatted my friend. My best man works in that bank. Have you heard? He said, oh, he had not even heard. There is something more than material things. That is the truth that you have to know all the days of your life. That is it worth it? What are you doing for the Lord as a Christian? What are you doing? Like when you come to church, what do you think? Like who arranged the chairs? Who sweeps the place? on the sound? Who works on the camera? They are all unpaid. They are all unpaid. And it's not that they are sitting at home. It's not that they are illiterate. Most of them have their first degrees. Most of them, not if, if not all, most of them are offering their professional skill. The man on the camera, that is what he does to eat. But he does it for the church for free. You go on Facebook, they are there working. And people are there saying, hey, Carrie's temple, your sound, your days, your Facebook streaming is good. It's not angels, it's people who have dedicated themselves to say, I am serving God with this gift of mine. What are you doing that heaven is taking note? Some of you came to the church and you loved the way the choir was singing. And that is why you are in the church. It takes blood to be in the choir. 
because it's very difficult. You must be under strict rules. You cannot misbehave. Somebody will shout on you. Yes, they will shout on you. Because if you are singing dry bones, they will have to bring you to flesh. What are you singing there? They are like, small choir that we have come, they are shouting. They will shout on you because you have to get it right. Why won't you shout on your child? Who is playing with a knife and coming to choke himself? Then you are there. Hey, Kojo. Kojo. Can you stop what you are doing? Will you do that? <laughs> Kojo, do you know I love you? That, that, no, you have to shout. Because you don't have faith. You are full of yourself. You cannot imagine another person instructing you. So you don't want to say, me church people, they are some way. I don't want to be in any department. I don't want to be, they will, they, will, they will use you. Will you get for God to use you? Will you get for God to use Do you know the joy that is on that cap that the king is always using? Do you know that the bodyguard of the president feels more important than a medical director in the, in the country. Are you here? Yeah. The bodyguard of the president feels more important than even the vice president. Yes. Will you get for God to use you? People are begging for God to use them. Will you get for you to be used? If you are a true Christian, your primary prayer in your life will be that Lord use me for your glory. Yes, if you were born by the Spirit, you will see it is not thought, it is innate. It is not thought, it is innate. And when we use innate, that means inborn. When you are born of the Spirit, you see that the only cry in your spirit will be that God use me for your glory. That is why when your children are growing, the joy of sending them, can't you see they compete? Hello, hello, those of you who have more than one children. You see that when you keep sending one person for a long time, the other one becomes jealous. Sometimes when you say they are all great, I say, no, 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 not you, the other one. There is a joy. If God gave birth to you by the Spirit, you will have the yearning to serve Him. Today I came to call your mind to something we have all neglected. Everybody is following something that will make them happy. And that is why the rate at which you listen to motivational speakers must be controlled. Because you may follow them, some of them, and end up in a place where you are full of yourself. And I'm so sometimes disappointed with the charismatic church because we seem to be very selfish. We are not selfless. We can be very selfish. Everybody wants a class for himself. Yes. You cannot offend a charismatic Christian without him cursing you. Yeah. I saw a video where the girl broke the pastor's heart. And the pastor was speaking in tongues. 
curse you. Why do you? Why were you speaking to Pastor Soso and so after This is wickedness. And by my God, I mean, charismatics can be some way selfish. So as you are coming to church, are you satisfied? Just coming and going. Just coming and going. And nothing of you is, is in the church. Only your presence. I will not be okay if I was you. If I were your shoes, I will not be okay. Because something will draw me. Something will pull me. Find something to do. What are you doing for your Lord? You claim you love. There are rewards. God will reward any worker. Yes. God will never go. And that is why sometimes unfair things happen to people. And you are wondering why they don't happen to you. Yes. God knows us. And every labor you do for him. He will never forget it. Give the Lord a clap of friends somewhere. Anything you do for him. Anything. Anything. He has a way he will reward us. He will reward you in a way. I have seen the rewards of God many times. Many times. And God is... God is real. When you serve him, young people, as you are in the youth and they are teaching you, find something to do. Don't just sit there and say that we don't have organ, we don't have instrument. When we started the main chair, we didn't have all that. We didn't have all that when this chair started. There was no microphone. There were no drums. Nothing. Nothing in the nursery classroom. But we were serving the Lord. I started fasting when I was nine years old. Young people, you are too old not to fast. Nine years, we were going to the bush to pray. A group of us, young people, we didn't know that God was looking for people to use, so he was molding them. Because now, if you don't let God use you, Instagram will use you, TikTok will use you for foolish things. Somebody must use you. When you say you don't want God to use you, the devil will use you. Because by all means, something must be used of your life. God, you see, the church of Christ must rise up after COVID. Because gradually, the essence of the church seems to go down. We are not biting. Christians have lost their taste. And the Bible said that when the sword loses its taste, it is useless. It is meant trod upon. It is not valued. What makes the church the church is when every member is relevant. Yes. Now, the church is like a human body. Two eyes, two ears, one nose, one mouth. If you're a man, you have beard like mine. If you're a woman, you have breast. If you're a woman, you have shape. You have two legs. You have a belly. You have a foot. When are you sick? 
The only time you are sick is when one part of your body is more functioning. Every church is sick. Because some members, the members, Paul calls it the members of the body. Some members are more functioning. Are you here? A toe, when your toe begins to grow inside, it begins to more function. What are you doing for the Lord? What are you doing with your life? You're a medical doctor. If you work for the government, when you retire, they'll give you a fridge. They'll give you a fridge, a deep freezer, and if you are lucky, you get a flash screen. And you go and live on your snit. I don't want to live on my snit. I want to live on God's rewards. want to live on God's rewards. I want God to pay me. Oh God, thank you. Give the Lord a clap offering somebody. Some of you can sing, but you are not in the choir. We leave it for a few people. They do, they sing, they are tired, they marry, they leave. See the way I'm doing my hand. Pendulum. Some of you can help with ushering men. Some of you can help with estates. Some of you can help with the youth. Some of you can help with protocol, media. You can take pictures. You have a camera at home. Just that we have to verify the quality. I wish all the pictures, those who take the pictures are ladies. So our photographers are ladies taking pictures. You can be at the car park helping. The work of God is not for few people. If you join the church not long, maybe this year, you can also work for the Lord. You can also work. You can also find something to do. There are, there's intercessory department. You can pray every week. Meet and pray. There's an all-night team. You can join. Every Friday, we are praying for the church. Is the work of God. Never think that God will never reward you for what you are doing. On that note, I want to go to the parable. Matthew chapter 20, verse 1. The parable of the hired servants. Give me a soft version so that I don't need to crack hard nuts. What have you been doing well that you are not doing again because of offense because you are now too busy don't worry and they will come God will clap for all of us and say Papa Prince your time is up come and rest we have to work for the Lord no matter your profession Don't let marriage, I repeat it, don't let marriage block your service to God. And if I were you as a husband, if I were you as a wife, my greatest joy will not be that my wife gave me children or my husband gives me money or she is good in the room or something. 
my only joy is that I married a man who first loves God genuinely and works for the progress of the kingdom of God. I will be happy that I have a wife who thinks about kingdom and contributes her quota to the bigger work of the work of the Lord. Don't fight your spouses when they love the work of God. Don't fight your spouses when they love God. And sometimes you allow your spouses to pass behind you and be giving offerings because when you see them, you will fight them. There must be Christian couples. A Christian couple is the husband who checks on the wife. Have you paid your tithe? Why haven't you prayed today? Why are we not in church? That is a Christian couple. Not the Christian couple that looks like the worldly couple. There are two different things. But unfortunately, all our homes are looking like unbelieving homes. If there is chilling in your home and there is no God factor, I'm telling you it's just a matter of time. The consequences will be die. Oh, it's just a you see, I told you I don't want you to even clap plenty. It's flaming notice. Flaming notice is it's not a very jamming program. Sudden death is very weird. It's like unacceptable. Because if something is going to die, it's in process. So maybe you will call it a sudden death. But something was going wrong for a long time in the body of the person. But the person never knew. Maybe the BP was building up the person never knew. He could have do everything. You'll be jumping. You say, ah, but ah, no, it, ah, it's not true. Ah. There was one of the ladies, the accident victims on the Amasama road. Okay, I read a lot, so some of you, you don't care what happens, but I really care. I want to know when they say run towards Togo because <laughs> I follow news. So there was an accident two weeks ago or so or last week, Monday, or something, where there was a dangerous accident on the Amasama Road, where a big truck hit a trotro. That's why I pray that you drive your own car, and you drive well, and you drive well, and you drive well. Your amen is not strong. Because some of you, the way you drive, <laughs> if God was not on your side, it should have gone a long time. So she was in. And she also died. May her soul rest in peace. Your amen is not strong. As you say amen, may the Lord protect you from untimely death. And that one you shout louder. I knew. I know how to get you. And this lady had gone to take photo shots. Or photo shoot. How do you say? Shoot, not shot. Okay. Photo shoot. In the morning for her birthday in 48 hours and in the afternoon in her transit 
she dies. So the photographer was editing her pictures when he started seeing the thing on social media. But now everybody, when you are working, you go on social media. So social media, kakra, work, kakra, social media. So he, he saw, he said, ah, no, ah, it's not possible. He called the lady's phone, ah, she didn't pick and it became real to him that the lady had passed. So the picture she took, they are going to use it during her funeral. What are you doing for the Lord? Because the time is ticking. What are you bleeding for the Lord? I, I don't know what you'll be living for. I don't know. I'm a biomedical scientist, not a principal one. Like I'm, I'm a professional. I know my work. But I can tell you, there is nothing a man can live for that is satisfying. You are 30 years, 40 years. Have you done three days dry fast before? Have you done 90 days fasting before? Have you done 120 fasting before? Have you given a seed five times your salary before? Have you bought something for a church before? Have you bought something for a pastor before? Have you taken up responsibility of, an, of a poor family somewhere before? Have you discipled another Christian? Which Christian is in the kingdom? That is because of you. And all that we ask for. I know you don't like me today. I don't care. All that we ask for is money. Breakthrough. Car. This. That. This. That. We are not here when COVID came and we saw the pictures in Italy and the videos. Euros were on the floor. Up to now, there are properties they don't know the owners. They don't even know family because the place is empty. That is why people are jackpying like that because the work is plenty. One man's meat is another man's poison. Young people, by this time you should be having visions. Some of you should be having encounters with Jesus. Some of you should become friends of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are winning souls. Pulling people like you are crazy for the Lord. When I say young people, you think they're youth. How old are you? You are not. I mean, Abraham was 75 years and he said he was a youth. 75. Now, let me end my parable. I wish I could teach. One day, my friends and I we were under a youth pastor. We were very young, nine years, ten years, very young. And he took us to Achimota Forest and we we're praying. We were there for three days. We slept there. We we're praying. Then the rain started falling. So we thought, Pastor Kelson would say, We should go home. We were there. We were very young. Praying. Our parents did not call him. Some of you parents, you are overprotective. But you are protecting a criminal 
without your knowledge. You are protecting a womanizer without your knowledge. You are protecting a drug addict without your knowledge. They never called. They never came. Where, where are our children? Where, 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 why have they kept long? Where, 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 where have they kept long? Nothing. And all of us who are in the forest, today we are mighty men. Some of them are mightier than me. One serves Bishop Diti of Fair. One is a pastor. One is a singer. One is a business tycoon. Yes. My friend, Pastor Philip, he has been my friend from class one. Who is your friend? I'm not saying become a pastor. That's why God gave you a professional who is a pastor. What are you doing for the Lord? When they give you responsibility in the church, you think it's too big. It's not big. It's not big. If, 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 if God showed you what you should do to pay for one of your sins, one, you run away. And this is you over millions of sins on your head. And God used one blood to not to atone, but to cleanse. So anytime, come, anytime you enter into God's presence, you don't go alone. Because you, if you go, they will kill you. Because if God read you, the wickedness in your head, you can't approach. So anytime you start praying, Father, in the name of Jesus. Jesus comes to take your hands and begins to walk with you towards the Father. So, the cherubims and the bodyguards and the bouncers at the throne room of God, they don't look at you. They look at Jesus. And then Jesus brings you. And then because of Jesus, whatever you are asking God in his name, he endorses for you. You think it was easy for Jesus to pay this price? That even when the murderer, somebody like Paul, killed plenty of people, killed pastors, killed church elders, broke down church, he himself, Jesus still held his hand. His hand. And you think it was easy? You can sit down. The work, oh, you can clap. Listen. One day when we get to heaven, we will know those who are great. It is in heaven. Oh, here, forget here. You get a reward. It is not the real thing. This is not your suit does not mean that your English does not. Maybe there's somebody in this church whose reward are bigger than mine. And I know there will be. Because some of the programs we have, some people just give us money to do it. These are not just happening. People pay the price. One time, Tomato's program, one person put the money down. Pow, and we did it. You don't know. You are here clapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are there cooking the meat. Me, I just take the cooked meat and come and give to you. People are there. Most of these choristers singing, they don't have good voices. They don't. If you leave them alone to sing, you run away. But there is grace that when you choose to serve, God begins to mold you. Your past notwithstanding, 
they are not angels. They are some of them are very bad girls. And even these ones. They are not. They are not. There is no angel in church. Okay, so if you hear somebody's story, don't be shocked. Because you yourself, when we open your files, in fact, you won't enter the gate. ourselves and as we yield ourselves God begins to purge us and work on us and guide us and work on us and guide us and one day we'll become a vessel meat for every good work Amen Let me read my parable and I'll close because I'm preaching all the preaching because tonight it is prayer and prophetic. So, if I don't preach this one. For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and send them out to work. At nine o'clock, so some started working at six o'clock. That's the first batch. At six o'clock, they started working. At nine o'clock, the man went through the marketplace. Now, maybe I have to push you together and run you. In Jesus' days, there was a particular part in town that workers went gather. Now we call it recruitment agencies. So when you want to recruit, there's a particular marketplace. You go there and you get, if you want to hire a doctor, you say a carpenter. So if you want a project to be done, you go there. And that's why the marketplace is there. That is the picture. So picture it. So the man had a farm. He wanted people to work. He goes there at 6 o'clock. He hired the first batch of people. And he signed a contract with them. Note it. The first badge had a contract. He said, go and work and I will pay you what is due you. And they agreed on a one-day wage. At nine o'clock, that means three hours interval. Note all what I'm bringing up. Because when I start making the statement, I'll make the statement and I'll end the service. At nine o'clock, he goes there again and picks another set of workers. They, he didn't have a written contract with them. He just said, go and work, and I'll pay you what is right. He goes there at 12 o'clock, goes to pick another set, goes there at 3 o'clock, picks another set. They didn't come like the first badge. All of them, he said, go and work, and I will give you what is right. At 5 p.m., he went there again and picked some people. And the work ended at 6 p.m. It was time for payment. The master calls. He starts paying from the back. Those who work for only one hour, he gave them one denarius. Now, one denarius is equal to a daily wage. And it is said that that one denarius is 
enough to feed a whole family for the day. So if you're a carpenter, that one denarius, according to your profession, is enough to feed. Because, now bring your man down. A professor's home will be more expensive to run than an ice water seller's home. Do you agree? Why? It's obvious. The expectation of a professor. The professor cannot take trotro. His children cannot take trotro. His wife cannot drive any kind of car. So there is a daily wage for the professor and there's a daily wage for the carpenter. So for the carpenters or the laborers, they had a daily wage that they can meet their need for that day. Not only for them, but the entire family. But Jesus or the owner, this one is God, he calls, pays them from behind. One denarius. Five, uh, three o'clock people, one denarius. So the first batch, when they heard that they have paid the last batch, one denarius, they said, oh, then our own will go up. But they had a contract with their master. The nine o'clock people to go went. They had one denial. Then they called the 12 hours workers. Those who have worked for 12 hours. I'm sure they calculated. If one hour is got one, then hour is going to 12. When they got there, they gave them one. And they got angry. Now this is where the lessons are going to run. Number one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I see angels in the building. I see angels in the building. And I see the writing at the other side of the auditorium where the banner is over there. And I see the writing being written with blood. The pen that they are using to write is blood and it's dripping. And it's writing glory forevermore. I declare over your life. I don't know who is it for, but whatever it is, I declare the word of the Lord over your life. Glory forevermore. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. So, number one, God has work for his children. God has work for his children. The work of God is not a work of man. And God is always looking for workers. If today God has called you to do something, don't think that God will not bring others on board. He will bring others on board. He will bring others. Today you are the one God called to sweep. It doesn't mean that you will sweep forever. There will be others who will come, who will also want to sweep, who have to sweep, not even want to. They have been sent to sweep. The work is big. Number two, the work of God is big. And no man can accomplish it alone. No church, no denomination, no local church can accomplish the work of God alone. The work is big. Some will start early. Some will also come. But does it mean that God will not reward everyone? God will reward you according to what is right. And that word, what is right, is that he's going to reward you according to your faithfulness to what he has called you to do. God called Carrie's temple to do something that maybe other temples have not been called to do. God called 
ICGC to do something that maybe Methodist Church has not been called to do. Because the work of God is big. There are people, whatever you do, they will never join a teaching church. They will be in a prophetic church. And God also likes them. And I mean, I don't, go, I don't like a prophetic church. I, mean, I don't like a teaching church. They teach, 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 uh, they don't, they don't. The power of God is not moving. Have you, you do know the power of God. Have you seen the power of God? There are people, no matter what you do, they won't go to an English-speaking, professors, they will never go to an English-speaking church. They want a local church. And they are the tribalistic Christians. No matter what you do, they won't change their church. I won't mention their names. They are there. No matter what they are there. And God has called people for every one of them. Every one of them. And he will keep calling. He will keep calling. So if you come early, don't think that you will occupy that seat forever. Others are coming on board. Because children are still being born. In the next seven years, ten years, some of the children's service, some of the youth people, they are the people who are going to take over the church. Because if you are a chorister, your lungs cannot be having air, even at 60 years, to sing the way you can't stand. They are backing me up, you can. But at the time you do, we have to bring treasure and carry you to. They are backing me up. As you are saying, they are backing me up. I've done like this. Get the ambulance ready now. By the time they finish, they'll, they'll really be backed up and taken to the hospital. People are coming. They are skilled people. They are coming. Maybe today you are playing there. Then I get somebody who is very good, better than you. You will be second. The person who is playing will be first because God needs the best. If you want to also back up, you improve yourself so that we give God the best and not any house service. Yeah. If you lack this understanding, you see that then the church of Christ becomes a place of wickedness. Different groups of people will come on board. You may be the person who started it. We are the pioneers of Carrie's Temple. You are the first present worship leader. Mm, another person is coming. Because the office is not for somebody. JD started solo and she died and went. We are still having solo with singing. Are you here with me? I'm preaching here. I will not be the pastor here in the next hundred years. Maybe in the next five years I will not be here. Maybe in the next 20 years I will not be here. Maybe in the next one year I may not be here. It doesn't mean that I'm the Carrie's temple only pastor is Pastor Prince Nyako. No. There must be a deep sense of honor for the work of God. You must yearn to work for God and work to the end. What was wrong with the people? Number one, they had a commercial mindset to the work of God. Commercial. So whilst they paid the last batch, one Ghana, they said they, they are expecting 12 Ghana city. Don't add commerciality or a commercial mind to the work of God. Yes. That is why most of the people here that work, they are not on salary. Are you on salary? No. They are all working. We are all working. We are all working. If you like, we ask them. There comes a time that 
impossibly. You put people on. when churches pay people to work, it's not a sin. I gave you the scenario. The first badge, it was a contract. Go and work, I'll give you one dinner. So don't go and tell someone that eh, you are paying people. No. But you see, you are, if you do the mathematics, you see there is a few of them. Because they went 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5. So if you are a mathematics person, calculate it. Five badge of people. So only 20% of the people had the contract. The rest, the Lord said, go and work. I will give you what is right. They work based on trust. When you are working for God, work based on trust for God. Because if you don't work based on trust, that God will take care of me. And you put commerciality. You are here. You can do a lot. Maybe you are a graphic designer. You are waiting for us to beg you and say, You come. When you design, every month we we'll give you 3,000. Then you will keep your design in your head. We won't do any design. We will do church. Are you here? Design, draw. Now I will get these youth people. I will let them go and learn it. And they'll do it. They'll be happy doing it. You want us to pay you before you design Tuesday service for us. Keep it. We will give it to orphan to eat. And then God will remember us and bring us people to serve him in his house of God. When you come and you see these flower designs, it is, it is people who are using their skill to imagine things because me, I don't have this artistic mind. I'm a scientist. I'm going straight to the point. Get the flower, put it there. Let's go ahead. But somebody must look at it in a different way. And that one, he wants us to pay. Bless does it for us. And she holds masters in interior decor. And she does it for free. And sometimes she takes up some of the cost. And I do like, I don't know. She swallow it and let's go. Because we are all serving the Lord. Yeah. My curtains in my office, Louisa did it for me. I'm mentioning their name so that when you need them, you use them. A discounted price. Bishop Eddie and his team enters the office and say, What? Dead. No, she had a mega contract. Dead, dead, dead. Friday. But she has to remember me. It's very important. Very, very important. Money is important. What are you doing? So don't have a commercial mind. Everything like you are. They were thinking, don't have it. Number two. They were comparing themselves. Comparison. Comparison. Don't compare. Comparing themselves among themselves. The Bible said that they were unwise. Second Corinthians 10, 12. Measuring themselves and comparing them. Don't compare. There must not be any comparison. The way I preach, that's not how David should preach. I don't like it that way. Everybody must have his flow. But be in the context of the spirit of the house. Because if you come screaming, screaming, screaming like me, you don't know what goes on in my body and what my body has adjusted to. By the time you finish, your ribs have locked and I say, come and preach again. You say, Pastor, I mean... And then you see there are different kinds of people in the church. Some of them like the shouting. Some of them like it this way. Cool. Then you are... So if everybody is preaching like Pastor, there is a problem. It's not nice. Then we won't get the holistic ministries of the kingdom. If somebody comes and says he wants a, a, a whiteboard, say number one, there are people who must teach those ones, public speaking. Me, I can't teach. I, I, I can't teach public speaking. Because the way I'm preaching, that's not how public speaking is. 
people must teach you public speaking. You don't move fast, fast. You stand at one place. You look at the people and smile. You do this and do this. Me, I can't do it. Some people else, maybe David, uh, Mr. Bamford, them, they can do it, but not me. I can't. By the time you give it to me, I'll be here shouting. You see, when you see the people smile, smile. And that's not me. We need people at the protocol. We need people at the ushering. But when they come, stop comparing yourself in the choir, in the sounds of Asaph. Don't allow the spirit of comparison. I play better than this. I sing better than this. It's demonic. It's satanic. It's not allowed in the house of the Lord. Oh, you are not clapping. It's, it's not allowed. It's not allowed. Don't compare. Because God can come in many containers. And as long as God came, it is okay. That's all that we need. The last one is complaining. They were complaining. A complaining spirit. Under the comparison, you connect to the complaining. One day, Saul began to look for an opportunity to kill David. Why do you kill someone who destroyed your archangel or your arch enemy? Because Saul had killed a lot, like had won a lot of battles. Okay, and then David was used by God to bring down Goliath. I don't have time to read it. It's in the chapter 18 of um, First Samuel. You see that Saul was happy with David. Then suddenly he heard them sing. Saul has killed 1,000. David has killed 10,000. Huh? Then suddenly, you see, co complaining and comparison will let you lose sight of what you should be happy about. You will not focus on the victories you have. You'll be looking at somebody else. Maybe we are church. And then somebody else has come to build a very big auditorium. Then you forget about what God gave you. Some of you have husbands. You have wives. You've forgotten how you were happy the day you met them. You've forgotten the way you said, God, thank you. Your heart desire has come to pass. The woman made you a husband. The woman made you a father. The, the, the man made you a mother. He made you a wife. You've forgotten. And now you're going to a wedding and you saw the cars that came. A Cadillac brought the man, the woman. <laughs> a Jaguar brought the man. And the ring, you don't know whether it's gold or diamond or tatarion, you know, you know, you don't know what's to it's nice. And great people are in the wedding. Minister of this president, former president, white people have been flown down. That day is nice. And you are there. I then cry on a man chain, my premier. When you remember your own, it's like you have to bust the people from the village. You have to bust them. Palm wine, tapes, something, something. There come plenty. <laughs> they came. And you have to give them money back. <laughs> and but these people came and they even left cars for the couple. They gave a car to their new in-law. They gave a house. They didn't start like they had three houses in different locations. Like their life, and you, you helped them to pack the gifts. 
So when you went, you saw the mansions. And they referred to you, this is my big sister. Thank you for all the prayers. And you are there like, hey. <laughs> Even chamber and home, I'm struggling to pay. And you go and you see the head of your husband. He says, tiko bi. tiko bi. Like you are angry. <laughs> Don't complain. David saw. David came because of you, for you. Why do you want to kill him? With javelin. He would time David and throw the javelin to kill him. It's in the Bible. I don't have time. Complaining. And when you start complaining, you are telling God that it's an insult on his goodness and God's love for you. And you complain. It's like God is not good to you and all that. I pray that you will stick to the parables of Jesus and learn life. Let's work for God. I don't know who is here. You want to work in the church. I want you to close your eyes, everybody. I want you to pray. Pray for yourself. Those who are here, who are working for the Lord, but you are not doing it well. And those who are here, who want to pray. Pray. Put your hand on your heart and pray. Not only work, but ask the Lord, rededicate yourself to Him. In this flaming altars, we are just dedicating ourselves to the Lord. Father, we thank you this morning for the solemn word for touching our lives and opening our eyes into many things. At any day, any time you want us, we make ourselves available without comparison, without a commercial mindset, without a competitive spirit, without a complaining spirit. Let our works please you. Let our lives honor you. Let nothing be done in vain glory. It's not about us. It's about you. It's not about me. It's about you. It's not about you. It's about God. I pray that our hearts will be oriented again. That we will do what is right to please the Father in this house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. 
The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.